for the queen. Sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti. Black girl magic, melanin popping. Whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog. Hello, everyone. This is Ursula with Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I am a self-care advocate, a self-care fanatic, and everything about personal self-development. So today, we have a very special, special guest. There's an interesting story behind this meetup. It'd be very, very interesting to listen to. But first, I just want to really give a shout out to my 413 people. For some reason, I'm seeing everyone's comments after the fact on the replay, but shout out to everybody in 413. I really appreciate the support. You all have been so great, and it feels really good to reconnect with childhood friends it feels good and that you all are joining me on this journey. Also, once you hear my voice, I'd love for you to subscribe to my podcast. It's on all streaming platforms, which is Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together, as well as going on my YouTube page with the same name. And if this is, if you're hearing this on the replay, please type replay. I want to see who's out there. And we have some very special announcements coming up mid-November. So you all stay tuned. Also, if you hear my voice right now, I want you to share this live that I'm doing. You have two options. You can either share the live or start a watch party. It doesn't matter. I'm great with both. But I need you to do that right now and tag a friend with that as well. So. Today's topic is about toxic relationships, what it looks like, and why is it so hard to leave them. So right now, I'm going to introduce my special guest. You can hold on one minute, please. Also, if you are, um, when you all are on, I want you to type your names in the comments so I can see who's out there. Let us, let us know, say hello, something. Our guest today is Derek Jones. That's me. Hey, Derek. Yeah, I'm doing. <laughs> so what I want to let everyone know is how Derek and I met. We met <laughs> through another podcast, which was Celeste, the therapist. Oh, mm -hmm. and also tune in next Monday at 8 p.m. I'll give you all the details. I am going to be Celeste, the therapist guest. But I heard Derek on her podcast and his content is so dope. And once I heard him, I just did a deep dive and I literally binged 
on all of his podcasts. And I really did. <laughs> I did. And I hope uh, a couple of friends who I sent your podcast to, I hope they come on. But that's where we are. So with that, I reached out to Derek on Instagram like, hey, that was a great show. I don't even remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But, and that's how the connection was. So with that being said, hello, Derek. Hello. I'm glad to be here. This is amazing because like you said, Celeste show brought you to my show and then you became a regular listener on my show and now I'm on your show. <laughs> You see how things just come full circle, just full circle. And when I reached out to you, I had no idea that I was going to do a podcast. Matter of fact, months and months had gone by. Mm-hmm. So whenever I started this podcast, it literally was about two weeks prior to that. Yep. Like, and you're doing an amazing job. And, and we're going to keep this thing going and we're going to support each other. And, and I employ everyone out there. If you have friends, family, whatever, whatever they are to you, support them. Everybody needs support. Absolutely. And you all make sure you uh, also visit Derek's website, which is relationshipgumbo.info. Relationshipgumbo.info. And it's on all social media. So when you hear our voices, I want you to go on all of his social media right now and like it. And so we can keep the ball rolling. So, okay, let's get into it. So today's okay. topic is about toxic relationships. And I want everybody to realize that there are certain, there's several types of toxic relationships. Hey, Sharon. So there, there could be toxic relationships at work, the profession, with family members. But today we're going to focus on relationships, romantic relationships. Cool. I like that. That's right up my alley. So if you didn't know, Derek is a relationship life coach. So That's he right. would be the perfect person to have on as a guest. So Derek, I'm going to ask you, toxic relationships, what does that look like from your experience? Um, if we're just talking about romantic relationships, um, a lot of times we we look at toxicity as something that someone else is doing to us. And sometimes a lot of the times it's, it's the choices we make. And sometimes it's the thing we do to other people. But a lot of times we think this is toxic because everybody wants to be the hero of their own story. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we always harp on why is this person? And granted, there are some relationships where the the other person is is 99.9% of it. But we also have to look at our choices. And then we also have to look at if it is a toxic situation, why do we continue to keep choosing and making the same choice over and over and over again? Once you do that, it's not as much about them as it is you. Mm. So to me, it's kind of like you you also have to look inside. Um, and that's where, you know, loving yourself and all that stuff, you got to you have to put you first um, because the toxic stuff doesn't just, and this is what I tell everybody all the time, whenever you're dealing with negative stuff, it doesn't just affect you, it affects your environment. And a lot of times in those environments, you have kids and other family members and they absorb all of that stuff. So Mm. I'm going to stop there. I don't want to just, I don't want (laughs) to 
Because I can do this all night, folks. Yes, you can. And that's why I asked you to be on this show. So speaking of kids, what is your opinion about, and right now we're going to talk about men and women. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep it hetero tonight, just for the sake of tonight. Mm -hmm. So what about a woman who wants to stay in a toxic relationship where she feels like she has no option to because she has kids? Um, so this is something that I also talk about a lot. We always think that staying in a relationship because it looks more like a nuclear family, that it's what the kid needs, but what the kid needs more than a nuclear family is they need a happy version of you. So if you are happy, that kid benefits. If you stay in a relationship where you're not happy just to, just for it to look a certain way, that kid is going to carry that. Like you have no clue that it's happening because we in that, you know, this generation of they're going to be all right. You know, they, they're not, they can't hear it. And if you yelling in your house, they hear it. Like if you dealing with all of that, they can see it on your, they know when you happy and when you're not, they just may not say it. They're absorbing all of that stuff. So staying just so that it looks away. Cause that's all it is looking away has nothing to do with the substance has nothing to do with how it feels. It just looks pretty well really it doesn't because it's toxic right so you you're living in a fantasy world you know everybody would love to have you know the the mom and the dad and the two kids and the picket fence and the dog but life doesn't work that way and in any relationship whether it's toxic or not you all you gotta you have to choose you have to choose yourself in, in your own happiness and if that means leaving then you're gonna have to set yourself on a path to do that if you're going to do it for the kids, leave for the kids. <laughs> Don't stay in a toxic environment for the kids because that's not for them. That's for you. Right. You're putting that on them. That's you doing that. And then any anything, anybody that tells you any less than that, that, that's not that's not how this works. It's all about negativity. If negativity is around your kids, you're choosing that for them. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm dropping the whole. If I could take this off, I would drop this. You you're choosing that for them. You think that you're cho- you're choosing something positive for them. And you already know it's positive because you feel like crap every day. Right, exactly. And kids kids can tell. They can tell if they always their can mom, tell. Yeah, their mom is broken. That energy is real. It and is what I, I tell people too, you may not see it in your kid when they're five. You may see it when they're 15, but those chickens come home to roost most of the time. You're going to see something and you're going to be like, oh, yep, I know exactly when that happened. They remember all of that stuff, whether even if it's sub, like this is what we don't realize, even if it's subconsciously, it's, you know, we always talk about, oh, this this man is picking somebody that's just like his mom. But what if your mom is in a dysfunctional relationship? So what? So now his choices become that. It's a cycle. (laughs) I call it the cycle of terror. You you're gonna keep gifting that, and if he doesn't correct himself, it's going to keep going. And you could stop it by choosing to love you. That's it. Self validation is going to be recurring theme on tonight's episode, as well as all of my episodes, because no matter what kind of situation people are in. 
it comes, it, it actually, it starts right here, no matter mm-hmm. what. And what is it about that individual that they feel like they must stay in a toxic relationship? Yeah. What is it that once you get over the honeymoon phase and you see these red blankets, <laughs> well, they're little red flags, but they turn into blankets. And then you, what is it where you choose to turn your back to it? That yeah, what I what I've learned, um, or I'm not going to necessarily say learn, but how I learned to 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 talk about what that really looks like, because I'm a, I'm an engineer by trade, so my mind works a little bit like I'm a life coach and an engineer, so I like to go under the hood. Under the hood, this is what it looks like because. When people have this conversation about toxic relationships and why do you stay and I don't understand why they stay in and, and maybe they 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 feel like they in love and maybe that's why they stay in. It, it goes a little deeper than that. When you have humans who grow up in environments that may be good, may be bad, everything in between. We inherently search to be connected to something because we're all pack animals and yeah, and so it's not love. It's attachment. I need y'all to catch that. You're looking to be attached way before you fall in love. So when you attach to someone and you're hooked in that way, love or not, when it comes time to leave, that attachment, because you could, you could literally... Not like the person, know that they're treating you like crap, but you built that, you built an attachment, whether it's, you know, I'm staying because, you know, I quit my job and now he's the only one bringing in the money or, or I had some childhood issues and I'm looking for a daddy. I'm, I'm looking for something to attach to. And when you make that attachment, it's hard to break because it goes deeper than just you loving them. It's something that you inherently craved. And a lot of times that craving is dysfunctional before you even get to the toxic relationship. Absolutely. I need y'all to really catch that one. A lot of, I'm going to say it again. A lot of times your trauma and your dysfunction was already there before you chose the person that would eventually be the toxic partner. And then when it comes, you're like, oh, my God, I, I, I'm miserable. But you've already connected because of all of the other junk you had going on before that. Right. So instead of love, it's a trauma bond. Bingo. Bingo. And we convince ourselves that we're good. I'm good. I got a good job. I I got my car. My kids are good. Everything's cool. Until you take all of that and push it down and you put your emotions out there and you end up in a relationship that's based on something that you've been pushing down the whole time. That relationship brings out good and it brings out bad depending on what you're attaching yourself to (laughs) exactly so what comes to my mind if a woman had it was a fatherless daughter Mm -hmm. she attracts someone like that that wanting to be loved and same thing with the man a mother a fatherless son men men, I, i would even say this and and i know the men will probably beat me up on it. A, a lot of times, the our connections, like you'll see when, like you know, battered women. You'll see domestic violence. You'll see um, women that stay when you think they shouldn't stay. 
the but the psyche of, of a man and how we move out here, it's even way more dysfunctional than that. Like, what makes you say that? Because you think about it like this. And I know, and I'm gonna preface this with there's a lot, there's women that do it too, but we see this a lot in men and how we move in society. And I'm not talking about like the perfect, you know, everything there's nothing wrong with the guy, like the one that doesn't have any blemishes. We're not talking about him. We're talking about the average guy that's just out here moving and, and bobbing and weaving and doing what they what they think they should be doing. You gotta think about it like this. A lot of women are looking for a long-term relationships. They're looking for love. They're looking for stability and all that kind of stuff. You got men out here that just don't give a damn. And they just moving out here hurting people and doing whatever. You got you know what kind of what kind of brain you have to have to go around crushing people's lives and keep doing it over and over and over again. And you being the person that originates that. Ooh. That's that. That is even more, and I hate to say it, but that's even more psychotic than somebody choosing to be in a bad relationship. You really out here being, a, a, you know, emotional serial killer. Yes. yes, I just coined that phrase tonight. You, you going out here doing all of that because you feeding your male ego because you want to make yourself feel better. And what I always tell people is they're like, oh, he's a player and he's a worse. Play, being a player and a predator is broken behavior. Something happened for you to have nothing. You don't care about crushing someone to the point where they can't pick themselves back up. Mm. It's like a tornado literally going through. It's funny. My hometown, there was a tornado. I don't know, maybe 10, 12 years. I hadn't been home in a while. Went to my hometown. Tornado. You could just see the path that it made in the destruction. And that's how these predators can be. Yeah. And and, it, and here's the thing, right? And, and I talked about this on another show, but I'm going to spin it a different way. Imagine that tornado path and you see all the destruction, right? Mm-hmm. The next predator that comes behind me, they're looking for all the broken pieces to pick up because it's easy. They don't have to chase it. What do you mean by picking up? They're the looking for... So if I create... 30 broken women. You 30 broken women are perfect, a perfect meal for another predator because you already broken. You already broken. So the path for me to get to you is very easy because you still picking yourself up. And so, if go ahead, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So if a predator or a player's whole playbook is is for you to mute down your logic and push the emotions to the top so he can this is where they live. If you leading with your emotions, that is game time. Literally Ooh. game time because you're not thinking. You just want to have somebody there or you want somebody to say you pretty. That that's the playbook. It feels good. Feels good, but your logical brain is all the way down here. That's why that's why people are like, I don't understand why people keep playing me. It's because you're leading with all the stuff that they look for. They're looking for you to say, oh, my last 10 boyfriends, they hurt me. OK, cool. You just told me that in the first three minutes. Cool. So now I know that you're already one of those pieces. So now I'm thinking if I don't want to work hard, it's going to be you. It's going to be you. And once I do that. We may end up being in some situation or something that looks like a relationship, 
But it's already from day one, it's, it's dysfunctional because you as the woman chose someone based off of you being in a broken state. Mm. So if that person is attracted to the broken you, let's say one day you decide to heal and fix yourself. You become unrecognizable person. Now they like, what, what's going on? I don't even know if I want to be here. You it's made an attachment. Yeah, they're attracted to the broke you. That's just hard for people to hear that. But you're like, oh, I'm happy in my... Re-. No, they met you when you was... If level 10 is the highest, they met you when you was a one and they thought that was sexy. Ooh. And you was like, oh, this feels so good because I'm a one. You broke and you want to feel good. You want to feel like something's there. And what you do is to get you back up to 10, if you're at one, and guess I'm making this up on the fly. If you're at 10... <laughs> If, if 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 10 is the highest and you're at a one, you don't know how to break yourself out of being a one, you're going to look for somebody to fill those other nine for you. Oof. So when you come into a relationship where somebody else represents the other nine things that com- that make you a whole person, it's impossible for you to leave. Why would you? Because if you leave, who are you? You're going to have to fight, kick, and scream to get yourself back, like to separate and heal before you can even think about. Because when you go into a relationship, you need to be a, a 9, 10, 8, 9, 10 before you even do it so that you have control over where you go with this. This is important. <laughs> it is. And that's why it's important to get your shift together. That's right. <laughs> that's very important. And Anybody who does podcasts like this, we always say, if you don't know how to figure it out, it's okay to go to a relationship life coach. It's okay to go to a counselor, a therapist. It doesn't make sense. It's not in your best interest to continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. And before you know it, you're 70 years old. You never, you don't like yourself. You don't like your mate. And you just, yeah. and, and, then- I, and, and what I always try to tell people, and, and even though I'm a life and relationship coach and there's therapists and all these other people out here, I, I would love for people to come and use my services, but it's really not, it, it's really about having the tools to help you heal and us, and, and us as humans, having the audacity to think that we know how to fix everything. Right. Right. Like it's impossible for you to like, if you get married and this is your first marriage and you get divorced, you don't have any training on what it personally feels like to get divorced until it happens, but you want to fix yourself. Right. It's hard. It's hard to do. Some of us will, will, you know, we'll skate out of it and do whatever. But what I always try to tell people is, when you're in something that, and, and I'm trying to come, I'm trying to stay on topic, but. But you know what? Excuse me. Uh-huh. If you go off, it's really okay because it all still comes back to the same thing. That's right. I, I'm going to need, I'm going to need you to write, to write me if I go too far. But, no, you're good. Keep going, my friend. And before you say that real quick, uh-huh. hold on to your thought. Anybody who's listening, if you have any questions for Derek, type them in, in the comments. We won't know. 
Let's yep. Bring it in. Bring it on. Don't be scared. You can watch, but I, but we love, you know, she and I both love engagement and, and for you guys to ask questions. Um, because this, this is not just us up here. This is for you too. Exactly. So, but go ahead, my friend. So when you, when you're dealing with something toxic <clears throat> and you're choosing it, because that's what I always tell people, you, you're, you're choosing to re-hurt yourself. Like mm. you have the option to, it's hard. Because remember, I talked about the attachment. That's what makes it hard. You found a reason to hook and attach to someone. Love be damned. Like be damned. You're attaching on an emotional, a physical level. And it's hard to break that. Because we've all been in situations where we was with somebody that we wasn't in love with anymore. But the attachment kept us there. Mm. You You fall out of love real fast. But you've already spent time you've 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 shared the emotions and even when it feels dysfunctional and toxic you're like you know what where else i'm gonna go i'm already in it i might as well stick with the with the with the person that i know because if i go somewhere else it might be worse so no it's not about the other person might be worse it's about choosing you first forget the other person forget the other fish in the sea that's gonna solve itself you gotta fix you first before you can even think about whether it's going to be guess what it's it's going to be better than what you're dealing with right now exactly and maureen mays said ouch <laughs> because this is, this is this is how you have to this is like the engineer mind when you when you go out and leave that toxic relationship and you're healed you can't control a person that's toxic coming into your life you, of them being a dysfunctional, toxic person. You can't control that. But when you you're mean? healed, huh? What do you mean by that? Meaning somebody could be an asshole and you meet them on the street. You can't control them being an asshole. Mm. But what you can do is heal yourself so that when you meet the asshole, you recognize them. That's it. And, and- if you if you don't heal yourself, you're going. Remember, I talked about one through ten. You're going to be looking for number two through ten out here in the street, and you're going to keep repeating the cycle because you're trying to fill a void that you need to fill yourself. Yes, there's a space where you will want to put someone and you want to have somebody else there. That's cool, but that means nothing if you're not right. It means absolutely nothing because. If you don't know you, how do you expect to show someone else how to kick, take care of you and do what needs to, for you to be happy? Exactly. <laughs> now, granted, it took me forever to learn this, but now that I know, I'm like, you know what? You you really got to take time to like to 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 be happy in your own space, to to be able to be in a pandemic. And not go crazy because you need somebody laying up next to you. You got to figure out what your inner peace and, and your happiness, where does that come from? This is the time to figure it out. If you don't know it, go, figure out who you are so that when you are, people are out here like, oh, every time I meet somebody, oh, they all want one thing and I might as well just be by myself forever. You keep putting that energy out there. It's going to return to you exactly the same way. What the conversation needs to sound like is, yes, I've had this toxic stuff happen before. What can I do to make myself strong enough that if something bad happens, that I'll be able to recover faster? 
Absolutely. That's it. We can't guarantee that there will never be any nobody that's not meant for you to come into your life. But once you are happy, all of that crap looks like crap. You'll be like, wait, nah, you know what? I can only call you after midnight on Tuesdays. Ding, 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 ding. But if you're looking for two through 10, guess what? You don't really get, okay, well, let's let me know when you wake up. That's what that sounds like. And it's <laughs> like, you, they're showing you that you're not a priority, but you're like, well, you know what? I'm not, nobody else checking for me. So no, you need, you need to check for you. <laughs> check it's- for yourself. And like I always tell tell men, because men tend to, you know, we're like I say on my show, whether people agree with it or not, we're trained predators. We're we're out here on the hunt. We're looking for how many we can get. That's what we're, t- you know, we grow up in this in this culture. And when you are a predator like that, and then you decide one day that you don't want to be one, and you out here dating and you're trying to go on dates and do the right thing. One of the strongest things that you can do as a man, because everybody says all men want to, you know, all they want to do is have sex all the time and they're not really looking for anything. The strongest thing you can do as a man is have someone come in your face that you normally would have pounced on and say, no, I'm good. If you get to that point, you're winning. It's not easy because it goes against everything in our DNA. But if you can say, you know what? I need to maintain my peace. It was nice meeting you. I got to go because I got, I'm trying to build an empire over here. Or I got, I got a kid I got to take care of. And if I bring in whatever, I don't, something don't feel right. And then you walk away. Yeah. The woman might be mad. They might be used to getting what they want or whatever, but guess what? You protected your peace. And the same thing for women, you'll meet somebody and it don't feel right. And you're like, well, I am lonely. Once you get empowered enough to say, I really like what I see, but it don't feel right. I need to walk away. Right. That's true power. And when you walk away, you might be by yourself for a year. You may go on some dates. You may be by yourself. You got to be okay with that. Because once you start getting into the cycle of saying and emitting everybody's bad. I will never find anybody. That's what you're going to... It, it's an oh, affirmation. Everybody sucks. They all want... That's what you're going to get. No good men. Yeah. You hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. Like, you know, what I do, like, I hear it all the... Well, why, why are all the bad men attracted to me? Why is every man... I'm like, every man... So you've been around the whole globe and you've met them all. You no, you didn't. It's the men that you are choosing. Even if you said I got 10 girlfriends and they all had the same experience, it's still a very small sample size of everyone. <laughs> so, so when you walking around here like oh, I'm I'm good, I don't need anybody, I'm gonna be single and I'm happy like this. Cool. Nobody's hating on that. You've been hurt, you don't want to be hurt again, you want to be single. Cool. Do you? But don't go home and say, well, I wish somebody was here because now you the energy is is clashing now. Like, which, which one is it? <laughs> the universe has no idea what it is. You're right. It's, say what you mean. Mean what you say, because words are very strong. 
positive or negative, an affirmation is an affirmation. Oh, uh, yeah. let me get into the comments. And hey, Angela, she said, or they want someone to take care of them. Yeah. So so let so let's do this. So people, there's and now we're in the age now where you know we always like, oh, men to provide me. So there's a lot of dudes out here that are looking for some, and that's broken behavior too. It's all broken. It's all broken. Now, I I used to be able to say, you know, here's the 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 gender roles and the man should be doing this. But in 2020, I don't know who these people are. I just <laughs> traditional rules did not apply <laughs> because you have men out here that's like, yeah, I'm cool with sleeping on your couch and not, you know, take care of me. And the woman is like, cool, you can do that. I got you. And I'm like, who or what? But if you like it, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I can't I can't pass judgment on what works for you, but it, it's a lot of it's a lot of people out here that's just and it and it's it, it's I keep I, I'm pausing because it's like I come from a certain generation, so it's hard for me to fathom it. But you know, you have men and you have women out here that's that's living like this this emotionless, frivolous situationshipish, just flying by the seat of my pants, you no know, direction. you have dudes out here that's like, yeah, you want to go on a date, um, but I need to see how much your side costs so we can split it down the middle in this date number, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, so y'all not paying for dates no more? And they like, nah, for what? If she don't have no skin in the game either, then what am I? And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> so, I, so when you talk about toxic relationships, what is your goal? Going in, because if you're going in playing around, because this is what happens. I talk about this on my show when people end up in these accidental relationships, situationships. Yeah. Like when you, you time served, right? Time (laughs) served. You, you've been it. You, you've been situation shipping for, for a year, two years. So you're something (laughs) And, and you get into this. So by definition, and I know this is hard to say, say but by it. definition, in two years, your relationship should be growing. But situationships normally look like this. Because it's based on a certain few things that y'all like, and it just. So two years later. Somebody might say, well, what, what are we doing? Oh, so what are we? What are we? <laughs> And then the other person may say, well, I don't want to lose them. So, yeah, okay, I'm cool. Let's do the relationship thing. You haven't vetted that person because y'all <laughs> y'all been doing this for two years. So now when you finally get into the point, yeah, you know each other in certain situations that you allow each other to be in. But a relationship, this is new territory. You jump in and you're like, well, we've been we've been seeing each other for two years, so... Might as well just, you know, see what happens. Right. And then it crashes and burns. And you're like, I don't know what happens. Cause you never had a conversation past what bar we gonna meet at or who house we gonna go to. I've been right. getting guilty as charged. I did it back in the day and I was just like guilty. We, <laughs> we never took the time out to have those conversations that we should have had <laughs> six months in, three months in. It's a year later, and now it's like, oh, that's what you you doing that? Okay. Well, that that's on my list of deal breakers. Damn it. What do I do now? Yeah, it's like, damn it. And now we have a two-year-old. Yeah. 
So when you want to talk about dysfunction and toxic, if this is a path that you've been on all your life, it's never too late to choose you, <laughs> number one. And I see there's a uh, there's a question. I'm not reading it, but I saw another question pop up. I'm gonna read it too. Um, but go ahead. So if you if if this is your path, and I'm gonna say this, you're making those choices. That's Ooh. it. Can you do this for me? <laughs> I'm dropping, I'm dropping like three, four mics. You are making those choices. Now, if you say I was in a marriage for 10 years and it would hurt me and it crushed, it was toxic, no problem. If you're in 10 long, the 10 um long-term relationships back to back and they all look exactly the same, that's a you problem. Wow. Speaking Sorry. of long-term relationships, Angela has a question for you. She said, what do you say, Derek, about a marriage of 17 years and then him going back to his ex? Um, without knowing all the details, um, speculating. And they do have kids. That I do know. Just the know. Oh, so know. it's not about the, it's not about the kids. Let's put the kids okay. to the side. This is this is um, I would call it man logic, but it, it's people logic, right? Um, so typically what happens when a man and a woman is in a marriage for that long, there's a very high possibility because it happens to most of us that there's been many breakdowns in communication. And when the communication breaks, and I talk about this on my show. I, I see that. <laughs> when I pause like that, it's not because I don't have the information. I'm choosing the words so that they come out a certain way so that so that you can digest it. When a, And I'm going to talk about men. Because men aren't always the best communicators, how we really feel is tucked down here. And we'll go through the motions of trying to make it look a certain way because we're married it's, and maybe it's been dysfunctional throughout this. I don't know whether it was, you know, like I said, there's, there's variables that I can't account for, but what happens when it, when someone where you're like, why did they leave for that person? And why didn't they stay? You don't realize the breaks, the many breaks that was happening over time because that person was so good at not sharing that with you. So normally when, that person leaves for that person. And you're like, what the hell? Why did they leave for a person? They, they look like crap or that's this ex. And why would they normally when men leave in a situation like that is the other person doesn't have all those little breaks that he has tucked under there. So when they, when he leaves, he's going somewhere that feels like he doesn't have to deal with that. Get it? Mm -hmm. So, The things that in his mind he feels like are the most egregious things. Like you can have, let, let's go. I'm going to break it all the way down. We, let's say I have 10 things that really okay. upset me, right? And I'm looking at, can you read her comment for me? I'm going to add on since it's part okay. of the story. <laughs> so Angela also added on there. So Derek, how does a man go back to a woman that has kept his child for him 
for seven, ooh, 17 so, years. Oh, so here it is, right? We're we're barking down the wrong tree, okay? It, in it in its essence, yes, it's all like mental, right? Let's say that there's 10 things that are egregious to me and I just hate, right? And one of those 10 things might be my ex keeping my kid away from me for 17 years and I hate it, right? Mm-hmm. There's still nine other things that I don't like. Six or seven of those things I attribute to you. You just may not know about them. It may be an argument that hurt my feelings and you never knew. It may be a, a tone that you had with me one day and I just kept it and I just kept it and I just kept it. But I got to make sure that everything looks good. But then right? isn't that go back on the husband for him? No, to no, listen, listen. No? I didn't say it was her fault. I'm saying he's attributing it to her in his head. Get it? So I may not outwardly say you hurt my feelings because I'm a man. I'm not going to do that. Right. And I'm not saying it's her fault. She may not know because the communication is broken. Mm-hmm. If I attribute six things to you and one thing to her. What's the safest place for me to go for me to feel. For me to feel like I'm not dealing with whatever. Right. That I'm just talking surface because I don't know. There may be it's 17 years worth of stuff. Who knows? But I'm just yeah. saying typically we attribute certain things to you that you may not know. Because we don't know how to share how we feel. Or we may not want to share how we feel because we don't feel like it's a safe place to share. Right? Mm-hmm. When we keep all of that down, I got to own that. But you'll never know. So you sitting there thinking everything cool. And then one day he's like, you know what? I'm going back to my ex. And you're like, huh? Her? We're, playing, we're playing statistics here. If 17 years, I got stains with you and I've been compacting them in and they just been sitting there. The ex looking real good right now up here. Keep the kid from me for 17 years or not. It, you gotta, he's weighing it in his head and he's saying, whatever this other stuff is that you, the woman don't know about. It's really pissing me off. I'm going to stay out a, 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 a extra couple hours. Cause when I go home, I don't even know what's, huh. mm-hmm. and it's all up here, right? And I'm not saying woman is innocent, man is bad. I'm saying, depending on how it works, it could be either one of y'all, and maybe y'all take turns. But right. at the end of the day, a man is going to look for where he feels like he has the most peace of mind, and where, unfortunately, he has the most control over that peace of mind. Mm-hmm. So if I feel like it's not a safe space for me to check you and say, you know what? Yeah, I was wrong, but that when you cursed me out and called me a punk, that just rocked my soul. Now you're saying, but you did the wrong thing. He's a man. So if you e- emasculate me, in my mind, that's way more important than what I did. Right. And so now I'm stacking that on you. You don't even know it. Ten years later, you got about 3,000 of them. So now when I say... I'm about to go to that woman that I said that was the ugliest, most unattractive person. He's going to the one where he feels like he don't have to work at hard at fixing it. I hope I hope that <laughs> Angela, I want you to tune in. Uh let let, so, let me know what your opinion is on that. But while she is posting, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, can I speak to her last comment real quick? To me, it's uh, it's childlike needs. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
So, so, so you are correct, but it is more common than you would probably think because we as men are trained to not share it. We're trained to not share it. We're trained to keep it down. And we are also trained to go seek out things to make us feel better and not fix the thing because we because it requires us to go to an emotional place that we're used to hiding. So, yes, it comes off childish. It comes off insecure. But it's more common because of how we're trained as men. Like, I don't know him, but I can tell you exactly where he where he's coming from, because we're all trained that way. Mm hmm. So wow. a man that doesn't look like that, we have to fight the urge to hide it. We got to say, hey, baby, you know what? That that right there, we're going to have to work on that. You're not going to hear that. He's just going to be like, you got it. So are we good? That's the conversation. It's not going to be <laughs> what it should be, which is creating a safe space for each other to say, hey, you know, yesterday that argument was pretty whatever. Can we sit down and discuss it so we can work through it? Because I don't want you to carry that to the next one. Because the next one coming, we don't know when, but I don't want you to carry that over. That right. conversation doesn't normally happen. We just walk and say, you know what, we good. And you go to bed and everything cool. Hey, honey, let's go take little Bobby to school in the morning. And it's over. Mm. And with that being said, Angela said, this is sad. Sad. And, and, the un and, and the thing about it is, and that's why I chose to, like, I'm a train, like, I'm a NASA engineer. What the hell am I, a life coach? Because I know it's important for us to learn the tools, especially for men, men and women, to learn the tools so that we don't have these train wrecks over and over and over again. So I'm helping you put the puzzle pieces together. And maybe part of that puzzle is this might be how he thinks. So if you know how he thinks and you love him and you want to be with him, maybe your delivery might change. Maybe the way that y'all operate together might change a little bit and you make that little tweak and then your trajectory goes in a different direction than, than where it went, where it goes. Sometimes right. when you, like I always talk about a timeline, if you can go back in time and catch that point where you called him a bitch or you did whatever, Ooh, that yeah. might have been the catalyst for it to go a totally, and you never knew it happened. And it just takes a little bit more understanding. And a lot of times it's, it's, it's intuitive for you to have those conversations. And sometimes you got to go see a therapist or like premarital, do whatever kind of counseling anyway. Not just when you have problems. It's not about saying we're dysfunctional. It's about saying we need some tools because one day we're going to have an argument or something's going to blow up and we need to know how to get back to center. Exactly. We're going to be all right. We love each other. Cool, 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 cool. Nine times out of 10, that man isn't going to be like, you know what? I was depressed that week. That's why I didn't take the trash out. I, I really feel like crap today, but I'm going to go ahead and take little Susie to the soccer game. But my brain is just, uh, you're not going to hear that. You're going to suck it up. That's what we train to do. Suck it up and go. That's toxic too, right? Oh, it's very toxic. It's It's, it's who we are though. It's toxic as hell because you bring that home with you. You carry it with you and you hope that you can medicate it. Oh, let me go get a drink. Let me go, you know, do whatever. And it's all broken behavior. Now you say, well, what, what do you do? Most of us don't know what to do. <laughs> That's why we do shows like this. <laughs> because That's why it's okay to go and look for a relationship life coach. 
like I said, I would love for you to come see me or come see whoever. But at the end of the day, I really care about you understanding how this works. A lot of times the fix is not hard, but if you go so long without even thinking that it that that it's possible to to course correct it, then it, then it's going to be a lifetime worth of pain and trauma. And now you got to go. And if you decide one day, well, I think I'm ready to go back on the dating. How how did you gain the knowledge to know how to fix that? Mm. How, where did you get that information from? <laughs> where where did you get it? And I'm not saying always go to a therapist. I'm saying it might not hurt to go to a coach or a therapist and say, hey, you know what? I feel like I'm okay, but I was with the person for 17 years. I know I'm carrying something. Right. Exactly. I'm going to tell you a, a personal story for me, for me, this, and this is hindsight, right? Mm-hmm. I was married before, way, way, way back in the day. And when I got divorced, it wasn't um, fighting. It wasn't a bunch of back and forth. It was a mutual decision. And because I got married from a situationship into a marriage. Oh. So there wasn't any beef. So when I got divorced, I was like, I should be all right because we wasn't fighting. I'm good. Let me just go out here and do me. And what I did after that was I went out and bought a brand spanking new car off the lot with the little white little stuff you pay. I did. I did that. Couldn't afford it. I'm running the streets. I'm going to every club and party and drinking. And so it wasn't it wasn't that I knew that I needed help. But if I looked at my behavior, that wasn't, I wasn't doing that before. That Those coping skills, the coping right? mechanisms. And so I, when you out here doing all of that kind of stuff and you know, that ain't you, right? It wasn't drinking socially. It was drinking to get towed up. And I'm like, hindsight. That behavior was a direct correlation to the separation from a person that I was with for two years. You just don't walk away from these things clean. You you got to process it so that you can come out of it better. Right. And you got to. Yeah. I don't care how like we're so trained to say we good. We don't it, because the, the if you don't come from a family that has given you the tools that you're supposed to have when you experience devastation. If you don't have a family, if you don't have a therapist that doesn't tell you what did, how to fix it, how did you do it? You didn't. You did. Well, you that's that's somebody else to replace it. You did. Right. And they sweep it under the rug and then they meet. And we hope that the next person is good enough that we don't have to worry about all of that. You still got to fix like this. is. We talked about this at the top of the show. You matter. <laughs> right. You matter. So you got to make sure, you know what? This is about the third time I've been hurt. I might need to go and, <laughs> and see who has the tools for me based on my profile, 
how do I how do I maneuver moving forward? Because obviously I am doing the same thing. Oh, if you're if you're a woman out here saying every man I met is a player, you haven't done the work. Exactly. You haven't done the work. If you say every, like you could say, well, this one was a player and then I had a good one here, but it didn't really work. And then I got another, if you say everyone is a player, you haven't done the work. If you say every man just wants to sleep with me and, and you, you haven't done the work because you're allowing them into the space where you can even feel like you spent the time and they feel like they can probably get it. And maybe they did cause you're broken and you're like, well, they just slept with me and then they ghosted me. That's you. You got work to do. Right. So Angela says she's going to partly disagree. So Angela, I want you to put in the comments. Partly disagree. Yeah, we need that partly, even if it's one percent. Let's go. Yeah, we here. We here. So while we wait on Angela, hello, Linda and Derek. Your cousin said hello. (laughs) Someone, I'm not going to say their name. They just text me. They said, let let, "Let me let me preface it with this." Yeah. Anything, this is the disclaimer that I use all the time. Anything that I say tonight, it's from a, a several perspectives, but it will never be all. So you're always going to find something that doesn't match up with what I say because we're human. We got a million perspectives. I'm just giving you the most common ones that I see every day. That's it. <laughs> hey, and we're still going to wait on your answer to that, Angela. So while we wait on that, Someone sent me a text and she said that what does she do about the toxic relationships because married men are always attracted to her or she attracts married men. Why worry about that? The only reason that would matter is if you're entertaining them. Seriously. And you could say, well, I didn't know until they told me. The only way that you wouldn't know is if he literally never went home. He don't have no kids and he's married and him and his wife live in two different houses. There's a lot of men out here that know how to manipulate your emotions so that it looks like they're single and they'll, they'll have qualifiers up front. Let's pay attention. They'll have qualifiers up front to get you off the scent. Right. Like what? Like, for an example, I got to work in my and I work from 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. So between those times, you can't reach me. But I'll stay in the hotel with you from five. But then at three o'clock, you can stay in the room. But I got to go to work. But you'll never have the work number and you'll never know the address to the job. Like you got to think, you got to think logically. Some don't make sense. So if you work at 3 a.m., why can't get you during the day? Mm. So Angela said it's hard to find a, a counselor who could have the same understanding of your experience to guide you through your marriage issue. Angela. Have you, if you're looking for one, have you really gone a hundred percent looking for one? I mean, counselors are out there, but if one doesn't fit for you, I mean, it's just like trying on new shoes. You have to pick one that they all look good, 
but you want to make sure um, if it doesn't fit good, you return the shoes, right? But you don't stop wearing shoes and wearing, walking barefoot. You just got to keep pressing on and it's no judgment, but it's really how much do you want it? Right. And, and, uh, and just to piggyback on that, um, I'm not a counselor or a therapist or any kind of doctor, but like she said, the flavors of the types of therapists out there will blow your mind. So it's very likely that you're going to find one or two or three that don't fit, but they're out there. That's number one. Number two, you're very rarely finding a counselor that's been through your exact situation. What they're trained to do is they're trained to take the cues and try to paint a picture so that they can help you understand it. But they may not be, you know, if you've been married for 17 years, you may not have a counselor that's been married for 10 years or 15 years, but they've seen people over and over again that have similar situations and they can say, okay, this, this, this is how this fits. And this is how you need to start looking at it so that you, that you can go in a different direction. There's so many different ways to be toxic and traumatic. And there's no way for to find a counselor that knows everybody's situation. I exactly. Exactly. You know, do it enough to fight for yourself, Angela, if that's what you want. Angela, let me tell you this story. So a long time ago, I went to a therapist, right? She was okay. During our session, I'm halfway pouring out whatever the issue topic was. And this is what the therapist did. She fell asleep. She felt literally she had fallen asleep during the session. So I didn't use, I, I kept going, but then I stopped. But the important thing is, is that I picked it up again because I knew that there was something here that I wanted to fix. So I was steadfast. And once again, the therapist counselors are just like shoes. You just got to find for what works for you. But I did not let that first therapist, that whole situation deter me with her falling asleep, literally in my face. If I did not continue to go and do some inner self work, keep finding a counselor that works for me. I wouldn't be here right now having this conversation with you and Derek. And, and also too, to piggyback on that too. And I'm, like I said, I'm not any of those things. So I can't tell you the exact specific details or whatever, but this is what I do know. And it's not, this isn't necessarily directed to you, Angela. Um, this is directed to anybody who's listening, right? Cause you, you may already know this. The therapist, counselor, whatever they are, even a coach, right? A lot of times people look at healing as a solution to a problem. It's not going to fix or solve the problem. Their job is to give you ways to cope with the things that already exist. They can't erase it. So now if you say, well, they don't understand my situation, so they can't help me heal. They They can't make it go away, but they can tell you based on what you told me, You need to do these exercises to get you to a point that when you feel like this, you have something to go back to so that you don't feel like that constantly or whatever it is. Sometimes people need to get medicated because there's chemicals in your body that do certain Mm -hmm. things. You got to regulate that. They are trained. And like I, like we said, you may not, it's just for an example, a very crude example. And then we can move on because I know we're, we're here for a while. It's okay. But yeah. 
it's people out here, black people, and they'll go see a white therapist and they'll say, well, they don't identify with me. Go find a black one. You can't say <laughs> therapy doesn't work. You you gotta you gotta go. You have to be just as driven to go find the right therapist as you are to heal. That's right. And the last sentence that she put on one of her comments was that they could not tell me uh, anything to help me heal. You have to heal within yourself, Angela. And like Derek said, it's the coping skill because you cannot erase the 17 years of marriage. You just cannot. But you can add to how you're going to go forward in it. And once again, just keep pursuing and finding a therapist, a counselor that works for you. But you have to look within yourself to have that inner healing. And they may not say everything that you may agree with, but. You just have to you have to just be open to everything and don't stop. Don't quit. Angela, I've seen you in the gym. Angela's lost probably a hundred pounds, literally. So Angela, that same determination that you put into that remarkable weight loss, put that into yourself, healing sis. The other side of the rainbow looks so much better. And I'm gonna tell you now, now I'm coming from a place therapy is ugly. It's hard, it's sad, it's dark, it's gloomy. But when you go through it, but guess what? So aren't these toxic relationships. But when you go through it and come out on the other end, oh my God, I promise you, you're going to have such a sense of self-joy, your self-validation. You're not going to need any of that because it comes from within, right? And I need two. I need like one or two minutes because I, 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 um, I gotta you say can three. I gotta, I gotta, yeah. I might, I might go three. But this oh, is what wow. I mean because, because it, to a certain extent, even though we're saying what we're saying, I get where she's coming from because seventeen years isn't a little bit of time. That's a lot. So when you have stuff built up for that long, and someone says. We, you know, go see a therapist and they'll help you heal. You could be like 17 years, though. Like, how are you going to help 17 years? I can't even see how you can. I don't even see the end of the rainbow one and healing on that because 17 yeah. years is a long time. To, and now after the 17 years, I got to move on and try to pretend like that ain't that's a lot of my life. I get it. But right. the, what you have to learn about therapy and healing is, especially when you're talking to a counselor, you got to think about it not as they're going to fix me. Think of it like a toolbox. They're giving you a toolbox of tools to use for when you get it. Because 17 years, you're probably, there's going to be many, many days where you're thinking about, damn, go back to the toolbox. Okay, cool. Here's a little tweak. All right, here's another thing in the toolbox. If you think about it like a toolbox that you have to carry with you, that's the whole purpose of going to therapy is to have the tools for you to keep moving on through your life and not have that thing affect how you move out here. Absolutely. VB, I do not know you, but it seems like you are a therapist or a counselor of some sort. And she said, we do not offer magic pills. I love that. They don't. They do not. It's just the it's the tools that she said you got it. It's right. It's the tools. 
that's what matter of fact when i was going to therapy <laughs> pam always said you have put it in your toolbox put it in your toolbox but it's also good to work on it so for the next relationship you know what to do i have a question for you derek I'm here. I'm here all night. I'm <laughs> Not literally. <laughs> I have a question. So what about a person who says that is it toxic if my mate and I do not argue at all? Like we get along. What's okay. So, so, so I've seen this happen a lot, right? And I would say this could exist between two people who have excellent safe spaces and communication doesn't happen often, <laughs> but if someone had, because to say someone never had an argument, I've seen this happen before, but it's very rare, but they would literally have to be like beasts at like knowing uh, the love languages and the, how they attach and that doesn't happen. And normally we come in untrained. It's like, we, we just winging it. That's most of us for somebody to say, we never had an argument. I would want to say, how long has the relationship been? Six months. <laughs> you ask somebody five, five years in, if they say not one, I'm, I'm su uh, suspect. In my opinion, I think it is toxic because, Someone is not giving their emotions. That's true. You're very, very, very true. I'm saying there's two sides to the coin, right? There's some, and when we talk about argument, we got to, are we disagreeing or are we going at it? Like, so two sides of the coin, very high emotional intelligence on both sides. Very rare. Could happen. There are unicorns out here. Very high emotional intelligence. We know we're not going to go but to a certain point and it'll never look like a real argument because we know how to communicate Ooh, with each other, right? Yeah. On the other side of the fence, you have people that don't have arguments because I'm muting everything down and I'm giving you what I think you need so that you can shut up and the other one's like, okay, cool, I'm over it. And then it doesn't look like an argument. So that happens too, where we're pretending to be okay and we're really not. Ooh, I've seen, I've seen it. I've, I've been all of those things <laughs> at some point in my life. <laughs> you have to think about it like this. Who wants to feel what it feels like to be in an argument? Nobody wants to feel that. So if you don't want to feel that, either you're going to talk it out or you're going to look away. You have two options. As a man, we normally going to look away because why the hell do we want to even, like, we, I'm not going to share with you that I, that I was hurt by what you said. I'm just gonna be like, we cool, we cool. Let's go. What we, we, we doing? We going to? We, we, what are we doing? We going to get some Chick Fil A in a minute? Like we, we good? Let's move on. But did you really move on? <laughs> right. You physically have moved on, but emotionally, mentally, those will be it's still there. Yeah. And, or they'll be and, at the bar at Applebee's, yeah. not wanting to go home. <laughs> some way throughout the trajectory of your life when you hide it and and I mentioned this earlier it always plays out always plays out in your behavior some way shape or form it may be a little change it may be a big change but you need to purge it somehow 
Mm. Like I mm. said on my on my page, it could be you hanging out in the man cave for five hours. It could be you drinking more than normal. It could be you hanging out with the like. It, you always have to find a way to purge it because if you don't, then it becomes a hostile environment. So in order for you to not have a hostile environment, you gotta you gotta purge it so you can go back and deal with your family and do what you gotta do and take the pictures and do all that. It's cool, but did you really tackle that? It just keeps coming back. You just keep putting band-aids on it for years. Yeah, it's like literally you somebody shoots you, a bullet is in your arm. You're not gonna go to the hospital, you put a band-aid on it, it'll be all right. Yep. No, no. Um, we're going to start wrapping it up. But before we do that, Derek, if I can keep you for another five minutes or so, because I want people to take that time to <laughs> I want people to take that time to share this live video right now or create a watch party. I dare you. <laughs> so <laughs> that's some kind of reverse psychology. <laughs> I hope it works. Please share. Please share this. I know for absolute fact, if it's not you, you know, a whole bunch of somebody that need to hear this conversation we had tonight. Exactly. I've been on both sides of it. I've seen my friends go through it and I've been that person, but not anymore. How I used to be. I'll share this. It felt like having a balloon and the balloon had holes in it. You just putting a bunch of water in it and it'll get full, but then the water still comes out. That's toxic. It's almost a, this is dramatic, but it's almost like a sense of um, self-violence, violence against yourself. Not kind of, that's what it is. Yeah. And, it and is. guess what? Some people get addicted to even doing that. Like they don't even know any other way. Exactly. Thank you for sharing, Michelle. Michelle, everyone, Michelle has an awesome t-shirt line. (laughs) Yeah, I I watch it. Thank you for sharing, Michelle. So speaking of love, what about a love addicted person? What's your opinion on that? Um, Wow. That that right there is super, super, super dangerous. Because it doesn't it doesn't hold any weight other than that, right? It's really about go ahead. Can you explain to people what your definition of love addiction is so that they can at least get a ring? So I'll put it in terms of like how I see it. Um, and there's probably some technical dictionary terms, but this is how I see it in layman's terms. A lot of us, and it's a couple of different ways that you that you look at it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people have kind of like an addiction to like that, that high of right. being in love, like dopamine, like they need for it to feel like that. Right. And sometimes you'll find people who go on a bunch of dates mm-hmm. and then they disappear after a while because they like the thrill of the feeling of that first portion of the honeymoonish kind of stage and the kissing and all of the initial stuff. And then they're like, but I'm not ready for the rest. So why? And then they go and go find somebody else and do that first part with, or in this case, when you're talking about love, that, that euphoric feeling. Right. Comes from a place, right? It could be something that you dealt with before and you just want to attach to everything, or you just really like that feeling 
The problem is all the other senses are in the trash. Like you don't you you're not thinking about consequences. You're not thinking about whether this is the right path for me to go on. You just want to feel like you're in. Yeah. Is that really love? <laughs> is it really love? Right? Like not. you're chasing a feeling. But are you really falling in love or are you really just falling in? I feel good today. Yeah. And I'm attached to this person. So they're here and I see them every, every weekend, every day. So it feels like this is how, but you never really got to the meat of why you're there. And that's what I talked about earlier about growth. That's it. If all you're chasing is a feeling because I guilty. It feel good. Who house we going to? Yours? Mine? Okay, next weekend, who house is going to be? We we chase it. Feel good to have somebody that you know is there. I think I'm in love. Who going to say it first? But the, but where's all the other... Where's the, all the meat? Because that meat is what you have to come back to when things go left. There's no foundation. Exactly. Yeah. VB said that it's often rooted in abandonment issues. Absolutely. 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 You'll find these people who need for you to go nowhere. I need to make sure that you, I love, I need that. I can't let you go. And those type of people, it's dangerous because if you ever left, it becomes this thing. Mm. Like I had, I had somebody tell me years ago that they that they love me more than they love themselves. Wow! And it was like, if you ever leave, I would be destroyed. And I'm like, as a man, how did that make you feel? It's scary because let's say I wanted to leave. I uh, were you scared to leave? <laughs> yes. Because you think about it like this. These are the type of people that, that do things to themselves. Ooh. Right? So now you're thinking, I'm not feeling it, but if I leave, so let me stay a little bit longer to make sure that they're okay. But it, it's dangerous when you're, like like VB said, when you're attached to, like we I mentioned this earlier in the show, you when you attach and you get your hooks in someone like that, as we know, statistically, a lot of these relationships ain't working. So if right. it has to break, it's the same example I gave you. If the if the 10 is you being whole and you give that other person nine, when you detach your whole entire soul being, every part of you is gone. That person, that you let them take that from you. You did Ooh. that. Mm, mm, mm. You did that. And then when you're that broken, then you the one going on on social media, like let me let me make a dummy name and see what they're doing. Let me let me ride past this job and see. That attachment runs deep. It does. That's why, like, when we were growing up, we never really heard self-love and all that. This is this this is becoming even more prevalent now because we're so messed. Like we got so, we're so um, exposed 
to so much stuff that we've become something that's where self-love has to be important now because how do you stay <laughs> how do you stay centered? It's important to stay grounded. Grounded, right. And that self-love, self-validation, once again, that word, it is paramount because if you do not have that self-love, there could be that predator that you're talking about and they'll give you the their defined warp definition of how you should oh, be you loved. Do, you got to have me back and do a predator show. <gasps> Look. Go deep. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Can we? Oh, so, let's do that. Whenever yep. the show comes back, let's let's do that next year or whenever you, whenever you off your break. This is a Darren. Oh, we can do a bonus a, show. We can do a bonus show. Listen, this is a pandemic, a global pandemic. Uh, December may not even be promised, so we're not waiting till next year sometime. Don't worry, it's okay. going to be a bonus. And if you all want Derek to come back on, hit a like. Do something. So, Derek, I'd love for you to choose a number between one and three. Oh, I thought you was going to say 10. Uh, let's do two. Good. I have six questions for you. Woohoo. I'm ready. Okay. So, question one this is our rapid fire. What has been your most enjoyable episode of being? Uh, Derek Jones relationship life coach of relationship gumbo from my podcast yeah oh my god um he's had a lot you all so yeah we're 57 probably thinking a lot 58 episodes in um the most enjoyable one Mm -hmm. you know why this is hard because every Every of the 58 shows was has something to do with me personally. So yeah. even when I have guests and we pick a topic, I still it's still a part. So I, every one of them is like my baby. But yeah. I would say the one, the the few that I've had, and I can't pick one that that deal with um, mental health. Really? Those always hit, those always hit. Because, you know, in relationships, this plays a big part, too. And we talked about that a lot tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, The mental health shows always hit home because this is something that we don't talk about. And when you have a show about it and you speak to people in a way that they can digest it, then the light bulbs go off. And then you get the inboxes and you'll say, hey, that that therapist you have on the show, can I get their number? Because I think I might need to. That is the reason why I do what I do. Absolutely. Have that light bulb go off. If you're in a in a a relationship and you like, Derek said I should be thinking this way, and maybe I need to go it go to a therapist. I mean, I always have coaches on my show, and what I always tell people is, if you vibe more with them, go. I'm not here to 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 not give you an avenue to go get your help. Mm. So if you connect more with them, this we just had this just tonight somebody's going gonna to be the flavor for you to go choose. Go do that. I would rather you do that than to stay hurt. Absolutely. All day. Like, that's why, like, if you, like, in, in, in Spin City can say this as well. If we didn't have a component of what we do that didn't come from, like, deep in here Ooh. to actually give a damn about you, I would have quit a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been, been quit this. 
This is a labor of love, literal love. <laughs> yes, I get it. I get it. I really do. Okay, here's another question. What is your most enjoyable thing about being a life coach, a relationship really life coach, it. being a life I think I just said it. Helping people like it's it's yeah. the most enjoyable thing for me, especially coming from a, a person who's a life coach and also has like a, a super like analytical brain. I enjoy solving the puzzle. I'm a troubleshooter. So if you bring me a problem, I am going to find the answer. I'm going to find a solution no matter what, because that's what I'm trained to do. I'm just lending that to human behavior because I have a, ve a very vast life experience in different things and I put it all together. So when you give me your story, it's a puzzle to me and I have to solve it some way, somehow, or give you the tools that you can have to get to a better space. But that's what I do. That's why I enjoy this because it's inherently a part of who I am. Absolutely. You know, to piggyback on what you just said, part of my healing that I've had with that light bulb moment is because I did a deep dive and I started to be, I was able to put a name to different situ toxic situations. So when you put a name to something, you can heal from it, you can figure it out, and then you can go forward. It, yeah. It's just... It's easier said than done, but you got to take that first step if you want to. Right. Okay. All right. Keep them coming. Let's go. Let's go. I'm Here ready. we go. What are your top three old school hip hop rappers? Oh. Everyone, he's a hip hop head. Look, and I'm right. from a so I'm ready. So I'm trying to go on this. Let's get it. Big Daddy Kane. Ooh. Um, I have to say LL. Okay. And old school. Like golden age hip hop. This is hard. Yeah. Um, but Big Daddy Kane, LL. I would have to say. I would have to say. Dang, this is hard. I cannot <laughs> believe I actually stumped the relationship. Gumbo. <laughs> Look at him hitting this. Um, <laughs> hold on. Okay, so. I would have to say, because the mm, you talk about like at least a decade worth of like magic. Um, mm -hmm. I'm gonna just go out on the limb and say, you better not say Vanilla Ice. No, I'm joking. Oh come on! <laughs> Don't I'm do that good. to me. Don't do yeah, Eric. That's what I was gonna say. Rakim, Eric B and Rakim. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's it. I'll even give you an honorable mention. Throw one more in there. Cause you know what it is. It, it's so multi-layered. Like you could talk about lyrics. You could talk about who you can rock to and dance. So <laughs> it's all together for me. Like I, uh, an honorable mention. Yeah. I would have to say. EPMD. Oh my God. See? Yes. We'll do that. We'll do that. Let's go E, P, and D. You guys to chill. Let's do that. So here's part B to that question. Okay. Drop a bar from it. Any of those. <laughs> I blew that brother back. <laughs> okay. 
And I accept the challenge. LL Cool J, I'm bad. No rapper can rap quite like I can and take a muscle-bound man and put his face in the sand. All right, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. I love it. That's what I'm talking about. That brother's on board. Here's the last question. Who's more emotional, men or women, from your experience? Now? Looking at it from now? Both. Now. Okay. <laughs> both. We can fight about who is or isn't, but you have to take it in context. It's both because it looks different on each side, but it's the same. We still mm. hurt. We still cry. We still have emotions. You just may not see it. So when you say, because I just had a show about this, and it yes. literally, we like, as a society, we'll say, well, the man, he don't, he's not showing his emotions. So that automatically means he don't feel it. Oh, we feel it. We feel it. We feel hurt. We feel rejection. We feel pain. We feel, you know, sorrow, remorse. We feel all the same emotions. They just don't, they just don't look the same. You know and, I will, and I will challenge any male or female to say otherwise that men just don't have them or they have. No, <laughs> we do. <laughs> You know what? This is a good segue. I'm going to throw this invite out to you before we wrap it up. Mm-hmm. So when you come back, I want you to bring Billy. Okay, cool. We can do Billy. That's so, a perfect one for the Predator show. Exactly. So that's going to be our next show. And if you all want to know who Billy is, you, you come can back. get a sneak peek and you can go to Derek's uh, website relationshipgumbo.info. Right. I Epi- believe if you go look at the audio, it's episode 55, I believe. 55. Um, it's somewhere around there. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll give you a little peek into to who Billy is. So Derek is going to have our special guest will be Billy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that I can do. Did we do? Did we do all the six questions? We did. Really? Okay. It didn't feel like six. Cause you were just rolling with the y'all. A mad salute to giving us some bars, yo. For real, you were. Oh, I, 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 I eat, breathe, and sleep hip hop. But you know, I lately though I haven't really been absorbing it like like probably how you do. I, I I try to keep my my tempo a little more mellow so it's more old school R and B for me because I like to be here with it. So I so all the nineties, eighties, even seventies, I'm rocking to the love songs. I'm rocking to the just I'm just here because I need for my brain, because it's like this, I need for something to be like Yeah. yeah that's my meditation. Oh, exactly. Meditation comes in many forms. That's a good one. I'm glad you said that. I'm very glad. So, Derek, before we wrap up, um, I'm definitely going to let you know we're going to have more rapid fire questions next time you come back. with right, bring more. <laughs> so, is there any upcoming events or any um, merch you want to let everyone know about let okay. us know so, here, so so <laughs> as the analyst that i am I, I think about you 
in, in how you consume my um, content. Relationshipgumbo.info is the hub. So I'm not going to say, here's my Instagram. Here's my YouTube. It's all there. It's all there. I have merch. I have T-shirts, hoodies, all that kind of stuff to kind of go blend in with the show. It's all positive, pun intended, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it'll, you know, depending on what your mood is, you can find a shirt that fits your mood and you'll be proud to wear it. Like this right here, this is a simple saying, right? We say positive vibes all the time, but something is something about just wearing it and just kind of being proud about it that just does something. So I have merch. I have you know, the video, the easiest way to get the video is through YouTube. That's all on the same page. You can get um, personal one-on-one life coaching. I'm, I'm launching something next week. That's kind of a secret. So if you follow me, I got something that'll, that'll allow you to have a, a, a easier entryway into getting to me one-on-one or, or even in a group setting. So I'm working on that right now. Um, so you got the video, yes. you got the audio podcast. You yeah. get, if you got an Alexa device, say Alexa play relationship gumbo podcast and that thing come up, boom, it'll play on your fire stick. I'm everywhere, right? That's the analyst. I got to make sure I catch you wherever your eyes are, iHeartRadio, I Apple, all of that. I'm all Pandora. Anywhere you listen, I'm there. I love <laughs> so, it. So, so yeah, the brand grows. Um, I'm adding and taking away things to fit how you guys feed into me and what you need. And then I'll give it to you in a way that you can that you can digest it. That's that's what I'm all about. I want to make sure that you guys are good. I that's it. love it. I love it. Well, this has been a just a treat. I knew it was going to be an awesome show because I, I've done so much deep dives on your podcast. And mm-hmm. as you know, probably following me, that I can be very petty with my Facebook friends. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can. So, I'm going to let everyone know right now. I don't have my glasses, so I can't do it. I'm going to comb through this episode. And anyone who has commented, liked, or loved, if I do not see that you have not liked Relationship Gumbo or Black Girl Getting Your Shift Together, you know I'll do it. I will call you out on Facebook. You may even get a scratch out. <laughs> People who know me know what that scratch out means. Just y'all don't make me do it. Just go on and subscribe to his pages and mine and the podcast. He's everywhere. All of that. All of that. Any parting words, my friend? Um, parting words. Um, as a human being, just be kind to each other. I know it's easier said than done. Um. We're, we're meant to connect with each other in some way, even if it's not a relationship and just kind of build those connections. Like we're on social media, but we really, the, the art of networking and just meeting people that think it's getting kind of lost yeah. on that as a relationship coach, hang in there. There's always a way to get to a point of healing, whether you, whether you end up in a relationship or not and don't assume that you know how to fix it because most of us don't. And so sometimes you may need to listen to black girls getting their shift together or relationship gumbo just to hear that thing that, you know, it's like going to church and that, and you go to church that one Sunday and it's like, and he was talking to me. She just said that what I needed to hear. That's what, that's what this is for. It's to kind of spark you into doing better and thinking better. So as long as you lead your life with that, that's a life lesson. Just always strive to be better. Yeah. Even when you're hurt, 
even when you're in a 17 year relationship and it's toxic, there's always a way to get to a better, more peaceful version of yourself. You just have to know that that exists. That's, that's what I do. Like, this is who I am. Like my wife will tell you if there's something wrong, let's say the TV is flickering. I will be up till 5 a.m. messing with a TV that I don't know how to fix to make sure that I solve it. Like, I don't give up. And I'm telling no. you, you may not be that obsessive with it, but don't give up. That's never right. give up. There's more than one way to get to where you need to get. That's the words I live by. You never assume that that if you go one way and it, and it doesn't work, that that it that, that's it. It's always multiple ways. So that's, that's right. It. I love that. Everyone who can hear my voice know that you are great. Not good, but you're great. So be the positive ripple effect in this world. You can either be a toxic negative one, but be that positive one, like that positive word on Derek's chest. (laughs) Be a positive ripple effect. I think it will end on that note. That's perfect. You all, thank you for tuning in. This was very informative. It was fun. I, I mean, this is, this, we could go on forever and ever. But I have to walk this And out. we will because there's going to be a part two. Hey, yeah, we're going to meet Billy. So you all, once again, make sure you share, like, comment, subscribe to our podcast. And V said, love it. Oh, Ursula, keep up the great work. Going to yep. call you Thank you, babe. I appreciate that. I really do. Derek, salute to you, sir. You just. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Thank you for saying yes. And we will talk soon. Good night, everyone. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. If anything you heard today made your soul vibrate, please like, comment, and share this episode with two of your friends. Thank you and I love you all. Just for the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Crunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate. Sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti. Black girl magic. Melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog.